Welcome to our next session of 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. This is week four. So far we've had three really good sessions and I hope you have enjoyed them. Um, I'm excited about this session. This is where we kind of take um, some of the things we've learned and, and there's some application here and some real life things that we can do. Um, so I'm excited about this session. So I want you to think about this. Do you prefer reading a physical copy of a book or a digital copy? Okay, so do you like opening a book, reading and turning the pages, you know, maybe highlighting or underlining things, or do you like the Kindle or, or the iPad read? I, I personally um, got really into reading on my iPad a few years ago, and I loved it. It was so easy. You could read early in the morning and the backlight was perfect because you didn't have to disturb anyone. I, I, I learned how to highlight, you know, digitally highlight things. Um, and I thought I really loved reading on my e-reader. And then, um, you know, my, my preferences kind of changed a little bit. Um, and, and I kind of got annoyed with some things. It was hard to go back and um, reread or kind of rehash things that I highlighted. I, I wasn't remembering things as well. And I went back to physical copies of books um, and, and checking them out from the library or buying books and actually underlining things. So for me personally, I am have gone full circle. I went digital. I thought it was great. And now I'm back to reading physical copies of books. So let me ask you another question. What is the best book you have ever read? What's the best book you've ever read, and why did you like it? Um, that's a good question. That's a hard question. I, I am naturally not a reader. Um, I'm not somebody who would, who would, you know, would be accused of being a bookworm. When I was a kid, I hated reading. Um, I, I don't know how many of you guys remember the old um, the Book It program from Pizza Hut. Um, so, so when I was a kid growing up, you would get... Um, you would get these little stickers or, or stars for your, for your certificate for every book you read. And then you could take your, your completed form to Pizza Hut and you would get a free little personal pan pizza. Now that, for a kid growing up in the, in the 80s and 90s, that was living, man. There was nothing better than that Book It prize. And my older brother and my younger brother, they were like the Book It kings. They were always getting free pizzas. And it took everything I had. I think I remember the, the day that I finally earned my first free pizza from a Book It <laughs> certificate. And it was like the greatest day of my life. So, so when I think about like what's the best book I've ever read, man, that's a hard question. But I think it was probably one of those moments as a kid when I read a book that I finally enjoyed. Um, my parents got me a set of, of the great illustrated classics. And I think when I read Robin Hood... Um, and, and enjoyed a book and enjoyed the story, that was one of those moments when the light just kind of went off and I was like, okay, reading's not so bad. Um, and then as an adult, I've really fallen in love with books that are, are relevant and applicable to my life. So as I'm reading things about parenting or about being a pastor or about things in my professional um, you know, work life, it, things that are relevant to me have really stood out. So let me ask you another question. Do you think your smartphone or your iPad or your e-reader, do you think it helps you read more or less books? What do you think? Now initially, like I said, 
I thought I was reading more um, with with my e-reader, but I don't know. I, now there's almost like a, um, you know, seeing that physical and those pages turn and my bookmark move through the thickness of, you know, of the book. I, I don't know that the e-reader helped me read more, but, but I'm not sure. You, you may be different. So let's think about this. We, we've talked about books, and, and, and here's where we're going to tie it in. Our entire faith is built on a book, and inside that book are 66 smaller books. What book are we talking about here? It's the Bible. Books are kind of a big deal for Christians, in, in case you were wondering. And, and publishing is, has been part of the gospel mission for a long time. Um, the Bible has been translated and translated and translated, and there are still organizations who are actively working to get the entire Bible translated into those languages so that the entire world has a copy in their native tongue. And, and as we think about this, wherever the gospel has spread historically, so has literacy. So, so this idea of books and, and, and the gospel go hand in hand. The point for tonight's session is we are losing our literacy. So when we think about one of the 12 ways our phone is changing you, we are losing our literacy because of our devices. And, and, and let me unpack it for you and explain why. So that first blank, we are losing our literacy. Your next blank, number one there, it says paper or pixels. So let's think about paper or pixels. Compared to TV, video games, and other forms of digital entertainment, books feel outdated. They feel inconvenient. Sometimes they feel too demanding. You may be a little embarrassed to carry a book around where everybody's popping out their cell phones while they're waiting in line. Not many people are opening up a book. It's just a little different. So what's better? What's the better option, paper or pixels? Well, in the book, 12 Ways Your Phone Is Changing You, Tony Renke um, kind of unpacks an, an example of an experiment that was, that was, um, that was done to kind of answer this question. So for the first part of this experiment, participants were asked to read a short article. One group read the article on a screen and the second group read it from paper. They were given a specific time limit to complete the reading and then they were given a quiz, okay? For the next part of the experiment, a second group of participants were asked to read the article. They were split into, again, the digital and print groups, but this time they were given unlimited time to read the article. So as much time as you need to read, they were given, and then they took the exact same quiz. Well, guess what happened? Participants in the first time group scored just about the exact same on the quiz as, as digital versus print. So when they, they each had you know, the, the same amount of time, both, both groups scored about the same. But in the second group, when the participants were given unlimited amount of time, the people who read the physical copy, the print readers, noticeably outscored the digital readers. Why is that? Well, it's been proven that digital readers read more quickly than print readers. And, and here's where, like, this is, this is where it kind of gets real. And, and for me personally, I had kind of a light bulb moment when I got to this chapter of, of the book. Um, It's, it's proven that digital readers read more quickly than print readers. Um, we have become conditioned to skim content 
really quickly on our phones. The way our phones are designed to scroll, we go through it fast and, and we're conditioned and have changed the way our brains interact with information. This has affected our comprehension and, and, it's, and it's ultimately affecting our ability to understand Scripture, to understand the Bible. It's become increasingly difficult to concentrate, to seek and find deep meanings and draw relevance from what we read because of how we've conditioned our brains. It's quick, it's fast, we go to the next thing. If we're bored for the slightest moment while we're looking at an image, we flip to the next one. We just keep going. Number two on your sheet, conventional concentration. So your blank there is concentration. In contrast to the previous example, Christian readers are actually reading more than the average reader especially when it comes to the Bible, our Bible apps, and online devotions. Our apps, our calendar reminders, they, they are, are helping us in ways that, that historically we've never had to, to be actively like reading Scripture. So, so these things have ultimately in, increased the amount of time we're, we're interacting with Scripture in the Bible. And they're helping us stay faithful and consistent to those regular Bible reading routines. This just means that we have to make a conscious effort to slow down and carefully read our Bibles, especially when we're doing that digitally. Think about this. In our vanity, like we discussed last week, um, we feed on digital junk food. Okay, so, so when we're on our phones and we're waiting in line at the DMV or, or we're waiting you know, in the doctor's office, we're, we're sitting there and, and we feed on this digital junk food. We jump on an app and we start scrolling and we, and we, and we start kind of interacting with these, with these things, the social media, viral videos, gaming, shopping, whatever it is. And, and I want you to think about this digital junk food like actual junk food. If, if you lived your life and... and you know, on the highway, let's say you're a trucker or you're in some kind of position where you're traveling all the time. I mean, we've all been on road trips and we all know what gas station snacks are. I mean, you go and you get the Bugles or the Cheetos and some beef jerky and a Coke and, and that will get you down the road a little further. Now, the problem is if you, if you do that all the time and you don't ever have a meal, what's going to happen? You're going to have some serious health problems because that is not the way we're supposed to live. We're not supposed to feed on those things. They're not healthy for us. It is junk food, and I think we all understand that. What we don't understand is this idea of digital junk food and what it has done to our minds and the way we interact with legitimate, real, life-changing material like Scripture. We we're so conditioned to have these quick hits and these quick scrolls, and, and, and if we're bored for a second, we move on to the next thing. It, it's, it's completely changing us as a society and we're getting fat on this digital junk food. See, the more we take refuge in digital distractions, the more we become desensitized to the stimulation and delight of the real world, and more specifically, to the Word of God. Isaiah 55, um, chapter 55, verse 10 and 11. Let me, let me read this to you. It says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. 
Ultimately, any reading of Scripture, any studying of God's Word is going to be good for your spiritual life. But we need to make sure that our phone isn't distracting us from getting the most out of it. So number three is Bible concentration. Bible concentration. We are called to suspend our chronic scrolling in order to linger over eternal truth because the Bible is the most important book in the history of the world. We need to slow down and instead of scroll and, and, and quickly just fly through our, our scripture reading, we need to linger there and let those passages sink in and, and think and meditate and dwell on them. But let's be honest, the Bible can be hard to read. I will admit it. The Bible can be a hard book to read. But here's the thing. It's not a book that's meant to just get through. You don't just open it, read it all the way through and be like, okay, good, I'm done. I finished the Bible. The Bible's intended to be read over and over again. It's intended to be endless in its relevance. It's intended to, be, uh, to, to continually form and reform our thoughts and actions. This dynamic process of reading the Bible never ends for the believer. It is always happening in our lives. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. In the smartphone age, we're bombarded by the immediate, the Facebook updates, the Instagram stories, breaking news alerts. Yet the most important thing for our souls is an ancient book that will last forever. So the change for our session, become a Christian that resists the urge to skim the Bible but instead invest your highest level of concentration for understanding it. Don't make your Bible reading just be one of those things that you, you, you do and you get through it. Concentrate on it. Focus on it. Meditate on those passages. And your 12 ways tip for this session, here it is. This might be hard. There's two options here for you, okay? So I'm going to give you two options, and I really, really hope that one of these two things you'll actually do. The first one, I think this would be great for us this week, and this might be really hard, really hard, but get a physical Bible, an actual Bible that you can hold in your hands, not your phone, but a Bible, and commit to reading that for one week, and just see how it goes, see how you like it, see, see what it's like instead of scrolling through your app. And then if that's, that may be a little too much, and I get it, your next option, I want you to put your phone on airplane mode or do not disturb when you're reading the Bible. So if you're in your YouVersion app and you're reading digitally this week, that's great. And like I said, these apps have made us connected to the Bible in a way we've never been before. We're able to interact with Scripture and read plans and devotions and things like never before. And I love that. But we've got to know and we've got to understand how important it is for that not just to be like every other digital junk food exercise we partake in, but it's something different. So when you, when you grab your phone to read scripture this week, try doing it with do not disturb on, with your airplane mode on, with something on where you're not going to get distracted and you're not going to get drawn away from that time in the word. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next time.